Alshack, tell me this now. I've heard it said that we take a team like the Yankees, who have had tremendous success, great ball players through the years. Uh, it's been said that most anyone could have managed this team to a championship because of the great baseball players that they've had. Do you believe this? I don't believe it. I don't think uh, the Yankees in the last three, four years had great ball clubs. I think you fellows in uh, Brooklyn had better ball clubs than the Yankees when you were over there. Well, this is... What do you think? Al Sachs. What do you? What is your opinion? Well, my opinion is... There must that, be a reason uh, you asked me this. I thing. have an opinion, definitely. Yeah. I think, personally, that baseball players make the manager. I think that if a fellow goes out and plays for the Yankees, the Dodgers, the teams you, you mentioned here, Stingle or Alston or Dressen or DeRosher, whomever you have can manipulate and move and take a player out. I think a manager can lose ball games a lot easier than he can win ball games. Tuesday, April 15, 1947. It's damp and overcast. We're at Ebbets Field in the Flatbush section of Brooklyn, New York. The visiting Boston Braves are playing the Brooklyn Dodgers on opening day. We can smell hot dogs, pretzels, popcorn, knishes, and beer. Manager Leo DeRocher has been suspended by MLB's office for conduct detrimental to the team. He'll have to sit out the whole season. Bert Schotten, known to be calm and steady, is managing the Dodgers. They're expected to contend. Red Barber is up in the press booth calling the action for CBS. And Gladys Gooding is on the organ. Here with us are stadium celebs like the Dodgers Symphony and Hilda Chester, the cowbell lady, along with more than 26,000 others. These men, women, and children are wearing Dodgers caps, windbreakers, flannel jackets, letterman sweaters, sport coats, and suits. They're Italian, African-American, Jewish, Irish, Polish, Norwegian. At 12.45, the melting pot stirs as the Dodgers trot out of the clubhouse. There's second baseman Eddie Stanky, center fielder Pete Reeser, catcher Bruce Edwards, and pitcher Joe Hatton. Hatton warms up as one by one the rest of the Dodgers starters come out. Right fielder Dixie Walker, left fielder Gene Hermansky, third baseman Spider Jorgensen, shortstop. Pee Wee Reese. Then, there's an audible buzz as the Dodgers' first baseman and final starter comes out. This man was born in Cairo, Georgia, the youngest son of a sharecropper. He was a four-sport letterman at UCLA and an Army second lieutenant in World War II. His name? is Jack Roosevelt Robinson, and he's the first African-American to play in the major leagues since Moses Fleetwood Walker in 1884. Robinson tosses infield practice until home plate umpire Babe Pinnell signals for the start of the game.
You can see Robinson smoothing the dirt in a playing path by first base as he sets himself. Knees bent, slightly crouched. His glove is on the ground and open. Boston's shortstop Dick Cullard digs in. Brooklyn's lefty, Joe Hatton, winds and delivers the pitch. Cullar swings and slaps a ground ball towards third base. He digs out of the batter's box as Spider Jorgensen charges in and fields the ball on a high hop, throwing slightly off balance towards first base. Robinson, right foot on the bag, stretches as far as he can, catching Jorgensen's throw and getting Cullar out by a step. And just like that, a 50-year-old gentleman's agreement between changing owners and the commissioner's office that had barred any dark-skinned men from playing in this league was dead. It died here in Flatbush at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, April 15, 1947, as 26,000 people looked on and wildly cheered. Later in the bottom of the seventh, as an error while batting allowed him to reach second base, Robinson scored the Dodgers' fifth run of the game on a double from Pete Reeser. The Dodgers would win 5-3. Although he was the subject of taunts, beanballs, spikes and scuffles with opposing players and fans all season, Jackie Robinson had the faith of African Americans and Brooklyn Dodgers fans, as well as the quickly earned support of his teammates. In the National League, the Brooklyn Dodgers won a costly victory today, beating Cincinnati 8-5, but losing the service of two key men in the process. Second baseman Ed Stanky was spiked over the left knee by Tom Tatum in the first inning, and Bert Haas slid hard to break up a double play and cut shortstop Pee Wee Reese over the left instep in the ninth. The Reds, still angry about the accident in which Pete Reiser injured the Cincinnati ACU of Blackwell in a play at the plate two days ago, were sliding for revenge today. Brooklyn outfielder Carl Farrella was also hurt, but he stayed in the game. There's no word yet about when Reese and Stanky will be back. Until today, Reese and Jackie Robinson were the only two Dodgers to play every regularly scheduled game. And Robinson, by the way, led the Dodger attack today with three singles, a walk, and a perfect sacrifice. The score again was Brooklyn 8, Cincinnati 5. The Dodgers failed to increase their league lead as the St. Louis Cardinals also won their game with Philadelphia. Manager Eddie Dyer of the St. Louis Cardinals says if the Brooklyn Dodgers beat the cards out for the pennant, Dodger manager Burt Schotten and star Jackie Robinson will be the reasons. Dyer says the Dodger team isn't the same one we beat last year. Robinson has made a world of difference. And Schotten, well, they don't come any better as a manager. Say, has anyone seen Lippy Leo lately? Robinson would go on to hit 297 with 125 runs scored, 48 extra base hits, and lead the league with 29 stolen bases and route to winning the Rookie of the Year as the Brooklyn Dodgers went 94-60, winning the National League pennant.